Hello and welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast, where coaches who are not quite ready to hire a team can learn sufficient skills in tech, marketing, and systems to bring their business forward and become profitable enough to make their first hire. Let's get started with your host, Alvern Bullard. Hello, and you're very welcome to this episode. This is Alvern. And in today's episode, we're going to be looking at how to sell online courses. This includes a chat GPT guide. Are you ready? Let's get into it. So Nancy was extremely excited. She finally got clarity on the idea for her online courses, but she wondered how to sell online courses. Like Nancy, many aspiring course creators struggle with figuring out their offer, ideal client, and marketing strategy. After playing around with the AI tool, Chat GPT, Nancy was able to get a comprehensive overview of her offer, her big promise, and ideal client in granular detail. However, before creating her course, she needed to have a chat with her prospective students in a group setting like Facebook group. This will help her validate her offer and course content, as well as enroll her first students at a beta price. Major tip. Before you sell online courses, it's important to get really clear on your offer, ideal client, big promise, course content. Seeing there is a chat GPT guide video included in this particular episode, you'll have to head over to successandscramble.com forward slash EP258 to get access to the show notes. Okay. Are you looking to start online uh, on selling online courses? Uh, if yes, then hold tight as I give you a deep dive into interest, this interesting topic. It has all the information you need to get started on the right foot. In this post episode, you'll learn some great insights into how to start selling your very own online course. I'll highlight best practices as you consider how you will proceed with your digital products. Selling courses online has, has become extremely lucrative throughout the last decade. This explosion in, in popularity is forecasted to continue. The e-learning market is expected to reach $350 billion by 2025. This is good news for those who have exciting online course ideas. Selling courses online is a great way to earn passive income. The key to success lies in creating high-quality content. If you understand and are passionate about your subject, you can succeed in creating courses that appeal to, to students. There are several ways to go about achieving this, of course. As I go through this resource, you'll also learn how to increase your course conversion rate and how to focus your marketing efforts. Okay, so why make and sell your online course anyway? Well, there are many different ways to monetize your skills and knowledge. You can make many uh, money online with an online course. Of course, everyone tells you that you can write a book. But, you know, the thing is, not every not every book that's written becomes a bestseller. Um, of course, there are ways to go about it. But the one that you want to write from your heart is the one that would follow after you get some kind of success um, online, especially when it comes to courses. It doesn't matter if you're a first-time teaching or if you have some experience under your belt in the education field, with hard work, passion, and a good idea, you can make a lucrative digital course. Also, um, a book is a result of some experience that you've had, some really amazing experience. You need to put the content in the book. Of course, you can write your life story in the book, but um, having some sort of a business success uh, out in the marketplace also helps to propel your book forward even more because people like... Um, obviously, there's fiction and nonfiction and all that, but people like uh, anything to do around success. Online courses are a growing industry, making them 
a great option for breaking into the work from home space. With an online course, you are also your own boss and in control of your con- uh, in control of your online business. You can create a course that requires little oversight from you that has a passive income. The flexibility and growth of selling an online course are some of the greatest benefits of the endeavor. If you've ever dreamt of creating a more uh, secure and stress-free lifestyle for yourself, an online course creation or online course creation is a is a way to go. Content creation can also be a stimulating experience for course creators who are passionate about their subject. In turn, this passion helps you create content that will that students will enjoy and learn from. Making your passion your business is a great idea since it allows you to engage with what you love whenever you work. Your knowledge of your field will also grow as you research and create content for your students. So why is having an online course profitable? Or how can it be? Online course creation has a very low barrier to entry. You can essentially create an online course for free. Your greatest resource is your expertise in this particular subject matter after all. If repurposing your content, the investment of time can be minimized as well. Expenses you may face in creating an online course are all optional. Some things you can uh, you could choose to invest are software programs to create you know the graphics and editing the video, video and audio recording equipment like a microphone for example, an editor for written content, graphic designer, professional videographer, photographer. Keep in mind that these are all optional. You can choose to spend as little or as much as you'd like to create your online course. Since the cost of um, course creation is low, you can create a profitable online course. Another course to consider is hosting your online course. Uh, different platforms for hosting f- come at different price points. Uh, the model- models also vary. You can choose to subscribe to a course creation service or you can choose to share revenue with a site. It is also possible to create your own course. This will require coding knowledge or the ability to find free WordPress plugins. Before I continue, I'm just going to tell you the cheapest way to do it. Um, um, Yeah, the cheapest way. Let's call it the cheapest way, low-cost way. First, uh, you can decide to deliver your course uh, via email, like an email, a a course over email for like a four-week period or how much of a week period. You send two emails a week and you have a link to a video um, on YouTube that's unlisted. So you don't actually have to host your, your video content somewhere specific. Um, and then the actual course content is in the email itself. So that is the, the very, very low cost option, especially if you just want to test to see um, if this works, if you, it's um, profitable, if it's um, if it gives the student a benefit that you're expecting them to do. Um, the only, uh, well, the other way you can, or other thing that you want to include as well is a community because with a community, then people can compare notes and then it builds that sort of atmosphere of competition, not even competition, but even collaboration among uh, people who are on, on your course. So Facebook group is, group is free. Email, you can use um, MailerLite as your yeah, email marketing platform. The only drawback with MailerLite is you need to host your documents so like all your fit, all your downloadable PDFs and any kind of attachments that you normally have in a, in a course, you're going to have to host it in somewhere like Dropbox or um, Google Docs and stuff. Again, you can do that for free. So that is the, if it is you're looking to do it for free, 100% for free, that is the way to do it. The, obviously, the only downside of that is when you put your content on YouTube, people can share the links to those videos. People can share the links 
to um, you, all of your downloadables, etc. So it's not secure, but it is very, very low cost. Okay, now that I've gotten that out of the way, if you're just looking to get it done for free, first time, out of the gate, you want to start messy, then that's the way to go about doing it. Creating an online, uh, online courses is a popular part to online revenue due to the low cost of entering the field. The low cost also create high profitability. High profitability. Another interesting thing about the profitability of online courses is that the revenue can become passive income. Your course can generate sales long after you complete its creation. Once you create your course, the cost to maintain it is lower apart from marketing expenses, hosting fees. You can set your set goals for yourself to recoup your course and then sit back and let any additional sales become extra income. So how do you make your successful how do you make a successful online course? To sell your online course you need to have one. <laughs> um, of course, um, there are two schools of thought out there. Some people believe that you must build a whole course and then sell it. Um, whereas the more successful um, I suppose uh, coaches out there who teach you how to sell your course will tell you to actually um, don't make it yet. Just make the framework for it, and then get some people in, uh, uh, in a in a group, as what we call, um, you know, like um, getting feedback from them about what they want, it's your potential client that is, uh, and build it with them, sell it in beta, and then build it with them. So you sell it at a beta price, low cost prices. So normally it's four ninety seven, you sell it for ninety seven. You build it with them, uh, messy, and then. Based on their feedback, you improve it, and then you once you have those testimonials, then you sell it. So you, you shouldn't ideally, most people think you shouldn't um, you shouldn't really um, build out the whole course until you've done, run it in beta, which means you don't build it out first. If that makes it, that sounds really messy to you, but that, that is in my experience of helping clients launch their programs, it, it works out better when you don't build out the whole thing. And I know there are, depending on personality types, there are some people who feel like, um, what's the word I would use? They feel like um, a fraud if they try to sell a course that isn't built yet. Um, it just isn't, it isn't in character with, with the, the way they work as a person. So they don't feel um, genuine if it is they try to sell something that they haven't built yet. And if you're one of those persons, that's okay. Um, you it would be a, a lot harder for you to get um, the the actual control of, of the you know building of the course step by step, the actual creating all of the content and then selling it. Whereas if you sell it messy, where it is you build it with this particular beta um, group, uh, you get more success that way because you're building what they need as opposed to you're building it without them together. You know, in that particular process. Okay. As I was saying, <laughs> um, to sell your online course, you need to, of course, to have one. Even even better, it is a great resource, great course, full of good content and well research. Of course, that happens as well. But when with well research, when you do it with the, with the you know beta students, I'm sure yours will be. Let's let's go through the steps um, to a successful online course together. And at the end, I'll also show you a cool hack to sell it successfully. Um, again, this will be, take place in the video. You need to head over to successunscrabble.com forward slash EP. That's Echo Papa 
um, to 5H, get access to the shows and the actual video showing you, you know, how to actually sell it using um, ChatGPT. Okay, now, so first, in its course to be successful, you need to find a niche. So assess your areas of expertise. What are you most knowledgeable about? Uh, able to teach others from there. Think about what people might want to learn about your field. Do market research to see if there are any gaps in the market for your field. You can create multiple courses. If you your, you identify several areas that meet the requirements of course creation, you can also consider developing a series of courses that build on each other. Then you identify the course type. Once you have a topic, think about how it's best presented. Most courses take several hours to complete and are performed at a student's pace or at dates set out by the teacher over several weeks. Choosing between these two versions comes down to how much you need to be involved. If you are going to mark projects in is good set dates for completion. When students are submitting work based on their own timing, you might not have time to grade their materials in a timely manner. I personally wouldn't like grading. I've seen my father do it over years. He's been teaching for uh, 30, 40, um, 50 years potentially at this point. He's 80 years old. Um, so, uh, you know, I've seen him bring home work grading things. And I know obviously online is different, but still, I personally would not advise you to grade it. But of course, it depends on the course that you're teaching. Some of them require certifications and accreditation. So you, you may have to grade them and that's fine. If your, if your course grading is all automated, you can let students work at their own speed. You can choose another format. If it works better for you, consider Bootcamp that condenses your teaching into a couple of high intensity days of learning. This is currently a popular option for coding, but can be used in other fields of study as well. This format might appeal to students that's so that they can achieve results quickly and stay motivated. That's one of the big things. People when they invest in a course, a certain amount of money, the one thing they want to be able to see is a return on their investment. And if you give them quick wins, like by running a boot camp, um, then you know they will get that uh, feeling of satisfaction that the investment was a good one. So do consider, even if you have a big course or even a medium-sized course, you can consider having a 30-day boot camp to jumpstart things, and then they can get into the rest of the course then, just to get them to get a quick win. A mini course is a good option for covering a small niche area of the field. If teaching photography, for example, a mini course could deal with adjusting one setting on the camera, like the ISO or the um, um, the speed, the speed or f-stop, as they call it. F-stop is what they call it. Um, anything of those, and I, you know, it's it's interesting when you get into learning something like photography. I'm going off topic here for a second, but there are so many things to the camera, so many different settings. So. If you're a photographer and you want to do a mini course, then feel free to stick at, you know, one area. Um, the, the, yeah, anyway, in addition to being a good format to cover just one niche topic, mini courses can also serve as marketing tools. You can offer a mini course as a bonus for signing up for your course to create value. You can also give mini courses uh, away as a bonus in exchange for students email then add the email to your email list to market your other course offerings number three choose the best medium for your course because it can be presented through a few different types images videos text audio are popular choices um, remember there are five learning styles uh, which you can select 
um, will depend. What you can what you can select can depend on the type of material you're presenting. The best practice is to vary the content throughout your course to keep students interested and motivated. Within the field of video content, you also have options. You can make the image um, displayed as a um, slideshow and have a voiceover. This combines graphics and audio. You can also present to the camera directly. Consider supplementing with images if you're recording yourself. At number four, this is still on the topic of making your course successful. Produce your own online course. Make sure your instructions are clear and concise. Don't assume that everyone knows everything about your topic already. They are in your course to see. So they see a need to learn more. Instead, explain things step by step. This makes it easier for learners to follow along and understand exactly what you're asking them to do. Make sure to include quiz quiz questions and assignments. They all give learners immediate feedback on their understanding of the material. They also encourage students to practice what they've learned. Ensure that your course materials are accurate high, and high quality. Avoid looking like you've rushed the process and thrown out the product without care. And number five, we've got uh, select the best course platform. Consider where you're going to host your online course. There's several options in the market at the moment. You can host your course on a website. You can use um, an external third-party platform to host it. Some of these sites are things like marketplaces, um, and they help you sell the course to their existing students. The different course platforms each come with their own sets of pros and cons. Um, number six, establish course pricing and, and sales targets. Choose a price for your course that values the effort that you have put into creating it. Also being within your students' budgets, consider doing market research to see how similar courses are priced. Stay competitive without undervaluing yourself. It is always good to be working toward your goals. Establish sales targets that you can motivate yourself to work towards. You can make money selling online courses, but you need to stay motivated. Number seven, launch your online course. Launching a course is not as simple as just clicking a button, obviously, making it go live. You should consider carefully a launch strategy to start making money from your online course fast and create a buzz about your launch. And just in case you didn't know, I am a certified launch manager, so I know how important this is. Um, launching, it just, I don't know, it creates an atmosphere and a buzz um, that people are excited to get into your course. And if you don't launch it properly and create that hype around it, uh, people aren't as interested in, um, you know, buying. And it's just human psychology, I'm afraid. So some options you can consider when you're launching a course is a countdown timer. You can launch a uh, launch date, a special offer to si signing up early bonus and opening webinar. If you're excited, your students will be excited too. Number eight, we've got create a community. Uh, this is kind of in, like it's, it's kind of important. Well, not kind of. That's not true. It's very important because, um, I don't know, It's, it's there's something about creating this amount of people. Because when you have a community, say you have a community of 100 people, uh, not all of them is going to be engaged, etc. And not all of them are going to buy um, your course at a beta price, but that they're all there for the same reason. And there's this thing about FOMO, fear of missing out. That happens when you have a community. So um, you can create a community before you launch a course. And then once your course is launched, you can create a community for students to connect and learn from each other. So there's two different communities, a free community and your paid one. Uh, this online community will be a great study tool. Students can also clarify each other's questions about the class procedure. You can use a, use a service like Facebook groups, like I mentioned earlier, to achieve this. 
make a subreddit or use a connection feature on another platform. Using a social media platform as a host for your community has advantages of being free and being a place where students are already logged in. Um, you can also consider creating a community on your website. While this requires the upfront work of making it, it does have its advantages. You are in you are in complete control of the content and user experience. You can also charge for access to the community. Remember, as you go through the work of creating your online community, that it will, it will benefit the students. It will also benefit you by serving as a marketing tool for your online course. Um, people will actually, depending on how you name your Facebook group, people will actually find you when they're searching for, for other things or um, Facebook will actually have it in the suggestion, suggested list of um, groups, potential groups that students can, uh, people can join. So when you scroll through your feed, every now and again, you'll see a block of groups that's similar to the one that you are in or something like that. Okay, at number nine, um, we've got promote your online course. Once your course is created and launched, you can further devote yourself to promoting it. Digital marketing is an essential piece of the, of the course creation puzzle and will help you reach your goals. Continue to stay involved with your email list of potential students via a newsletter or promotional offers. Promotional offers could include limited time only discounts or freebies for signing up for a course. Consider placing ads across the web with a service like uh, Google Ads that will advertise your course on platforms that uh, appeal to your target audience. Um, social media marketing obviously is vital. You should be actively using social media platforms to reach potential students, respond to comments and post consistently. You can also use paid advertising services such as um, obviously Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Google and TikTok. Uh, so you can reach potential students who don't already follow you. So one important question I hear all the time is, what, how much should I charge for my course? I have, of course, I have um, clients that I deal with on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis, and they would ask my advice, how much should I charge for this thing? And I know right now there's a revolution happening um, within the course course creator market. Um, I'm not going to talk much about it right now because I need um, need to give it another six six months, six to twelve months before I, you know, mention it on the podcast, uh, any of my podcasts. But anyway, how to set your price? How do you how like what do you what do you do? How do you um, decide how much to charge? Obviously, there is a lot of gurus out there talking about um, your pricing should be ninety seven, one ninety seven, two ninety seven, three ninety seven, four ninety seven, and then from there you're looking at um, six ninety seven, nine nine ninety seven, fourteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety seven. There's a lot, lot of talk about those particular pricing, and which one should you choose? How much content should you, if you want, if it is you, you do it the, the other way around, set your price and then decide how much content you're going to include, or include the content and then set your price. Um, there are many different ways of looking at it, but let's dive into how to, how to set your price in, in a in a much broader sense. You spend hours writing the content, creating slides, designing graphics, putting out, putting, putting together videos. Not that all that work is done, you still stop wondering how much money you should charge for your course. And by the way, <laughs> um, you should have already done beta before you've done all of that hard work. Again, there are some people who prefer to create all of the stuff and, and then, um, sell it. And that's fine. There are some people who just don't feel authentic selling something that isn't built yet, 
And that's fine. You know, I cannot argue with that. That is something intrinsic in them. But for the rest of us, it's better for you to, um, you know, create a group of, of your potential students and I suppose collaborate with them, ask them questions and then open a beta, like launch it in beta, launch your course in beta without building the actual course. You can build like the um, the templates, the planners, you know, all of those things that's additional, like downloadables, deliverables, but the actual video, you should use it better for all for you to actually create it in, in beta together with the students. So you launch it and then the first week you create a video with them and then get their feedback. And you keep doing that depending on how long, say it's, six weeks, four weeks, eight weeks. You could do that for the eight-week period. And then you obviously have a live coaching session throughout. So you're building it with them. That's the whole idea that the thing is in beta because they're getting at a reduced price because they are kind of like the guinea pigs, quote-unquote. Okay, now, where was I? <laughs> so you now that you all of that work done, you're stuck wondering how much money to charge for your course. You know that a lot of the time and effort went into creating the course but how much is it worth exactly? And it's like, how long is a piece of string? You know, um, you can go low and really wow your students, or you can go market average and at least the students know they're getting what they would, um, but don't go, don't rip them off. It's, that's probably what I'm trying to say. So pricing, of course, is a dedicated balance between charging enough to compensate you for your expenditures knowledge and time while also not setting your price so high that it scares students away. One other thing I, I forgot to add, if it is, okay, depending on your course, if it is you are the person who definitely needs to, um, you don't have the time to, to set up a group and launch it in beta together with a group and you just prefer to build it out and then sell it. One of the advantages you, you can have um, instead of charging a normal price, is just go really low. Obviously, not too low. Like, say, for example, your normal price is, for argument's sake, like if it is, if you had a testimonials and everything, you're going to sell it for $14.97. And you're going to launch it in beta. And instead of charging $14.97, you, you decide to charge $4.97 um, as a beta price. But the thing is, you can actually go lower. Um, and then that, you can probably sell it for 97 I know that sounds quite low, but there's a, the thing is, it depends on your course, um, that, that you have, that you're selling. You can sell it for 197 So in other words, you sell it in such a way that people, people wouldn't have to think a lot before investing in the program. Um, or you can have it, um, sold a different way, which I'm going to come to in a second. So you have to find a sweet spot, a good way to do that uh, is to research how courses similar to yours are being priced. Bear in mind that as your course garners reviews, it will appeal to more students and you can always then increase your prices. When thinking about pricing your online course, you also need to consider how to charge for an online course. There are two main methods, subscription-based and fixed price. Subscription-based model, or some people call it membership, in the subscription-based model, students pay a recurring fee for access to your courses, this model can make sense if you are frequently adding new course material or if your um, fee requires practice. With a subscription model, students can keep engaging with the content and continue to develop their skills. A good example of a subscription-based uh, online course is 
uh, fitness membership. Obviously, these memberships offer students access to online fitness courses and other related materials. Students continue to pay their subscription as they repeat the videos. The fitness instructors also continue to release more videos for their members to access. Fitness is a lifelong journey and continuing to engage with the materials makes sense. Like I was mentioning earlier, um, if it is in your course, if it wasn't in beta, it was it's sold, you've got testimonials, it's proven, it's validated, you can sell for $14.97, no problem. Um, but before you get a validation and say, for example, you don't have time to build out a group and engage with them and launch it in beta and launch messy, as they call it. That's the name they use. You don't have the time to launch messy. Um, you could, uh, and you, you are just one of those people who you don't feel authentic by building it together with the students, like selling something and you haven't built anything yet. An alternative way to do this, and this will take a lot of um, strategy um, to do this because uh, what will happen is um, you need to make sure that the people enrolling in your program would not download everything and then and then run away. Well, if they do that, they, they're probably not a good fit for your program anyway. But um, what you can do is launch a subscription-based model. So instead of doing the, uh, well, again, this depends on how long it takes for your, your students to consume the material and implement it and put it into practice. So say, for example, you're selling um, a social media marketing course for, one, for, for argument's sake. The thing with social media, it takes 90 days normally for you to see results. So your students will take 90 days to see results. And if it is you're going to do a subscription subscription model, um, you may want to, and for that $14.97, you might want to do it over six months, say for argument's sake. And well, maybe, no, say you're going to do a membership. Let's just, go, let's just keep this simple, a membership model. And instead of giving them all of the content, of, I mean, like you have like, uh, a beginner, like uh, a foundation level, and then you've got the intermediate, and then you've got the advanced. Let's just say break it down in that way. And then the foundation level, um, it takes, um, say, four months. The next level takes another four months. And next, so, so in other words, this is a um, a subscription model that's built over, that's, that's you're building students over a whole year. And say you decide you can charge them either 37 bucks a week or 37 bucks a month. So if you do it over a month, it's going to work out at 447 um, for the year. If you decide to do 37 bucks a week, then that works out at 1924 a year. But remember, this is, this is, you're launching this in beta. So you might as well just charge them 37 bucks a month. And the program could be a year long. But the problem with this, as you can already tell, is that you have to keep people excited and engaged and all of that, all through that process. So you may have to structure the content different from any other program out there where people will, where students will come back and they will be excited for all 12 months accessing, well, even, not even 12 months, even nine months accessing this program and getting results. Um, so you see here how this can work. If it is you want to launch, you don't want to launch messy, you want to build out this whole thing before the students join, you don't have time for a group to build this with them, um, but you give them an easy way to get into the program. Charge them $37 now and then $37 for the next 12 months or 47 even. So it's an easy, it's an easier sell um, compared to someone um, pay, spending more than a hundred bucks 
and they don't know you, you don't have any testimonials, you don't have street cred, as they call it. So that's another way to uh, to approach it. So I've spent quite a lot of time in this particular section. Let me move on. <laughs> so uh, the fixed price model. In a fixed price model, students pay a fee, or uh, yeah, let's call it a fee, and then have access to a set amount of content. So all of your content, basically. You can choose to make the amount of time the access limited, but this is not common a common practice. Um, normally, people give you lifetime access, but that, again, can be dangerous. It could be for the, the lifetime of the course as opposed to the lifetime of the person or the lifetime of the instructor. This model of paying one price for access to content is the most common form online um, for, for online course. Um, this is also the model on popular online course platforms like Udemy, etc. So you can also have um, a payment plan. So another factor to consider is in your pricing is whether you would like to offer uh, a course payment plan. In a fixed price model, students could pay a set, uh, set price for the course and break it up into installments. Um, so a somewhat similar idea in the world of subscription-based courses is tiered memberships. Like I was mentioning, you know, have the foundation level, you've got intermediate and you've got advanced. Students can pay a lower price, but do not have access to all of the features straight up. Um, and that's what you can do. And as you know, with social media, like for example, a course is social media marketing, so much changes over time and you have to keep going in and updating the content. So that's why a membership-based model will be suitable for that. However, if you have something that people can learn and nothing changes much for two to three years, then um, a membership model probably would not work for that particular course. So it's, as you can see, um, pricing your course, it's a very complex, comprehensive matter. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing. So I can't tell you, charge this price or charge that price. If you come to me and are looking for me to help, I can't tell you, you know, that, that price will be because this other person is doing it because your course is different from everybody else's out there. And, you know, everything everything else. So a successful sales page for an online course. So here are some things that your, your um, sales page must include. Um, it, it's obviously, a sales page is a place where your prospective students will come and they get a first impression of who you are uh, as a potential student. And if it is your program matches their needs, but here's the thing. If you're launching Messi, you probably would not have a sales page. If it is you're in beta launch. If it is you are out of beta, you probably will. So here are a few things that you should have. A good sales page must include an introduction to the course, the benefits of the taking the course, any extra value for the course that the course might offer, the price of the course, obviously, um, and then uh, a call to action button. Very important because you might have the price of the course and you don't have a call to action button or the call to action button may not work that's another thing as well. Test, test, do a few tests of the of your of your sales page to make sure people can actually buy it. Okay, so now that you know what a sales page have, what it's the elements of a successful course, let's look at where you can actually sell your courses online. So selling courses online is a great way to earn money from home. There are several ways to sell courses online, such as Amazon. Yes, Amazon. I have a, a podcast coming on that soon. Uh, Teachable, Udemy, and others. The best part about selling courses online is that you don't need any inventory. Yay! All you need is a computer and internet connection. Your inventory will be on the internet and you will have a place to put it. In other words, you will need you will need an, an online course hosting platform or you can, like I mentioned, you can upload them to YouTube and then 
make sure it's unlisted and put the links in through an email. Okay, so let's look at a different um, ways of, of um, you know, selling your courses online. Through your own website, a great option for hosting your courses on your own website. You can code the, the courses from scratch, standalone course hosting platform or WordPress plugins. You do have all-in-one platforms as well. On, online uh, course creation is made of simple with an all-in-one solution course creation services in this bracket aim to have everything you need to set up the course, accept payments, make market your course online. Examples of these include Kartra, Podia, and Kajabi. Um, and there are many, many others out there. Um, System, there's lots, lots of them. And then there's the online course marketplaces. Online course marketplaces also help you decide or create and host your courses on their sites and you will have access to obviously their audience. You'll have the tools you need to create a course right there on, this, on the um, hosting site. Of course, the only downside is that um, students will also see your competitors on that same site and the amount of money you can charge for your course is quite low compared to if you do it on, as a standalone. So is it really worth it to sell courses online? Well, yes, it is. Um, selling courses online is a great way to earn money from home. There are several ways, or from anywhere for that matter, <laughs> there are several reasons why you're selling courses worth it. Inventory, you don't need inventory. Number two, it's location independent. You can sell it from anywhere at any time. Number three, you can set up your own schedule. Number four, you can work from home, a coffee shop, a villa, dream vacation, spot on a beach, anywhere you can do that. Uh, income generation, you can start making money from selling your courses right away. Um, depending on your street credits, if you're a celebrity or an influencer, people, you already have that existing audience that, you know, engages with you. Very easy to get started with that. Uh, the sex is you can build a course around what you love doing. I mean, this is, this is the dream, right? If it is something you enjoy, it just doesn't feel like work anymore. It just... Like I love podcasting and it doesn't feel like work. Nobody pays me to do this. I'm, I just love doing it. Number five, I'm oh, sorry, number seven, <laughs> I'm going backwards. Number seven, uh, you can create passive income. So this can be running on autopilot for you, especially if you use a two-party platform like Udemy or Coursera. It's on autopilot. You don't need to mine it or do anything like that. Um, but if it is you have a own standalone program and it's a, it's a self-study solution, then it's all passive income. You know, you can literally make money while you sleep. You can scale quickly. Number eight, number you can scale your business quickly. Uh, number nine, you can uh, create an entire range of courses based on the market trend. So you might start with social media marketing and then you have an email marketing course. And then you've got a Facebook ads course. And then you've got a TikTok ads course, Google ads course. And then before you know it, you've got a whole range of courses in the digital marketing sphere. Number 10, you can grow your business with minimal investment. Like I said, you can start with just an email, email platform like MailerLite. You can have the courses run via email. Obviously, as you grow, you're going to need something a little bit more concrete, more secure to host your courses because people will start sharing your content like crazy across the, the internet. And obviously, no matter what you do, um, there almost always is somebody who wants to see the content, no matter how solid your platform is. Um, so bear that in mind. And when it happens, you need to um, not use it as a way to stop you from uh, being successful, but um, take it as a, as a obviously, you you know, depending on how how many terms and conditions and copyright rules you have incorporated, you can you can issue a cease and desist 
letter from uh, um, from a solicitor or from lawyer attorney um, but at the end of the day you know you need to need to sit back sit, take a step back and think how much time are you you spending chasing all of these people or you might have someone on your team depending on how big you are who just does that and then you can focus on doing the other things as opposed to spending all of your time chasing people who are stealing your course content Online course creation doesn't need to break the bank. You don't even need a computer if you can only access a public library. That's another thing as well. Uh, if it is you are in, in that position where you just don't have a laptop or a computer at home, don't let it deter you from, from creating your course because you have to remember whatever it is you have to teach, there are people out there who need whatever it is you have to, to offer in this world. Um, so don't let potential course stop you. You can create be creating online course of your dreams. Obviously, depending, like I know, for example, the public libraries here, you can't um, access your Gmail account with them. Um, so you literally have to find other ways of um, getting that done. But uh, just just throwing that out there. Uh, but there are ways. There are ways. There are ways to, to get that done. Okay. So how can you turn prospect, your prospects into students? The best way to turn prospects into students is to provide them with valuable information about your product or service. Once they find out what you do, they may be interested in buying from you. If you, if what you are offering is unclear or confusing, you will have less success in the long term. A confused person never buys. When marketing your course, always clearly lay out what you are bringing to the table and have a clear call to action. The call to action should lead them to your lead magnet or sales page. Don't confuse people by making them navigate through several pages to get to what you're offering. Ensure that you are creating a sales funnel and email list and utilize these tools to reach out to people that have expressed interest in your online business so that you can convert them to students. All right, so now we're going to look at a little bit more detail of how to turn your prospects into students. You've got freebies. Consider offering them freebies to sign up or offer them a mini course as a taster. You can also... When I said mini course, it could be as simple as an email course. It doesn't have to be video. It could be just email only. You can also offer a limited time only discount to create sense of urgency for them to purchase if they have shown enough interest in what you have to offer to give their email addresses. They might just need one more little push to become students. Um, other ways uh, you can do this um, include, um, you know, the freebies in specific I'm talking about now, you can um, include things like planners, checklists, uh, journals, and many, 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 many others. Um, there is also things like uh, relevant blog posts that establish expertise in the market. Make sure that you, your site is easy to navigate and it loads quickly. Also include contact information such as email addresses, phone numbers, physical address where applicable because not all of us have um, the physical address matters, if that makes sense. You'll also highlight any special offers you might have in social media, for example, and include testimonials. Be sure to include a checkout card for students to input their credit card information and purchase the course. So what is the best way to market your course? <laughs> We've come to an exciting juncture. Marketing online courses can be done in a variety of ways. There is no one size fits all answer to marketing and will depend on other choices you have made along the way to creating your course. Social media marketing is a great tool in the online course creators marketing toolkit. 
Using this method will require setting up profiles on various social media sites with a goal of promoting your online course. Using these pages can uh, interact. You can interact with interesting potential students and push sales of your course. If done correctly, it will help you reach out to potential students and build relationships with them. You can leave um, messages or voice notes in the DMs of those people who are following you um, to get, you know, get them interested in, especially if they express an interest in via email and then you have their um, Instagram handle, you can then reach out to them uh, via Instagram in the DMs, leaving them a voice note or leaving them a message. Cold DMs are not as effective as warm ones where people already interacted with your content and then you reach back out to them. Um, like I said, if done correctly, it will help you reach out to potential students and build relationships um, via social media. It's an affordable way to promote your business and increase the traffic to your website on course, a course sales page. It's easy to set up and use, so don't let it go to waste. Email marketing is up next. It's another excellent way to market. Create an email list with emails generating from your lead magnet or other sources and send out emails periodically. Um, gather email addresses from people interested in your topic by offering them freebies, like I mentioned previously. Templates, newsletter, you can let, then leverage these email addresses by sending them marketing materials and information that they will find valuable in the long term. The options for marketing don't end with social media and email. You can also participate in a podcast, host your own. You can give a TED talk, create an online community. The options for marketing are endless. Let's briefly look at good marketing versus bad marketing. If you want to be successful, it's important that you know the difference between good marketing and bad marketing. Good marketing is focused on your audience, has a clear goal, is measurable, is repeatable. Bad marketing obviously does not focus on your audience, adopts a hope and pray mentality, is only interested in aesthetics, so pretty this and pretty that, and focuses on vanity metrics like likes, followers, and views. As the, your list grows, good marketing has a clear target in mind and clear goal to achieve. Marketing should not be a shot in the dark. In other words, it should be planned, planned really well. It's best if you can measure how successful your marketing strategy was so you can make your, any necessary tweaks before beginning a new campaign. Create a good marketing and great course and you will be making money from online courses in no time. So let's look at the most effective methods for determining who your target students are. Um, so the best way to determine your target students are in a, is through market research. Um, market research is a process of gathering information about your potential customer base. This includes things like what needs does your course fill, what makes your course different, who already engages with your content. And you can see this through your social media chat channels as well as through your blog posts. Um, yeah, basically, those are the, 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 the three things that you need to look out for. Uh, what are the best platforms for hosting videos? For your online course, the best platforms for hosting videos include YouTube, Vimeo, and Wistia. There were others in the past. Like right now, um, Loom is an option. It has its drawbacks in that it's, it, depending on where you, you embed it, it can slow down your site. Um, but you know, it, it's something that you could consider using if it's something like, especially I'm in a paid version of Loom. So it's something I can consider using as opposed to paying for something else like Wistia or Vimeo. YouTube has its downsides. Um, 
when you come to the end of a YouTube video, they will show you other related content. And if you don't have enough sufficient videos on your channel, then you will see videos from your competitors uh, when the, the actual video comes to the very end. So these platforms offer different features such as analytics, embedding, commenting. However, they all provide similar functionality. Choosing between them comes down largely to personal preference. Why do you want to host videos for your online course? Video content is, enga is engaging and popular for students. However, when creating videos for your online course, ensure they are not too lengthy. Creating smaller videos allows busy students to break up their study time into manageable chunks. If your video is too long, it becomes difficult to watch and can put off students who would rather read the material or watch a video. As you can know, reading, speed reading is, is the way to go. The best way to find out if your audience will enjoy a video is by testing them, testing them with friends, with relatives, with other people who are your potential audience, um, who are not buying, but they like your friends, um, uh, other colleagues, peers in your network, etc. So how simple is it to organize your content? So organizing all of your content for your course can be intimidating, but also essential. Your students will respond better to your course that, that they can follow. And <laughs> I'm laughing because I am probably one of those people who spent at probably at this stage easily close to fifty thousand dollars on course content and some courses i've purchased in the past oh my gosh it was so hard to follow it just wasn't resonating with the way i learned um so my best advice to you is when you're creating your course consider all consider all learning styles have video have a transcription of the video have a copy of the slides have a, the different PDFs, like the handouts, etc. Um, have the audio version alone so people can actually download the audio and listen to it you know, while they're going about their, their daily lives. You have no idea. And and make sure it's structured properly. It's so... Like sometimes you go through a course and you're thinking, so what, what do I do next? And that's very... I mean, you can have the best course in the world and if students are lost... It really is a heartbreaking scenario to be in. So the modules should clearly be building to the desired outcome. Instructions should also be clear and easy to follow. Remember that happy students make happy referrals. Maybe you are a super organized person and nothing about it scares you, or maybe you like most of us, not me, of course, you aren't. Don't give up hope. You can organize your course. You, I know it, it sounds daunting, but I promise that it isn't as hard as you think. I've left a link again in the show notes where you can um, learn how to structure your course properly. Head over to the show notes, success and scramble.com forward slash EP258. The first step is to brainstorm everything that you need to cover in the course. From there, you can break it down into pieces, into component parts, and that lead um, to the desired outcome. For example, if your goal is to teach your students how to write a book, then you'll want to think about what it takes to get published and make money from writing a book. You might want, also want to consider topics like marketing, editing, um, self-publishing. The more specific you are with your goals, the easier it will be to find resources on those subjects. Once your something is done, put your thoughts on Trello or Google Sheets as you are inputting the information. Think about how they flow together and in the best possible order then review it. If you have a lot of ideas, it's good to go through them one by one and see if they make sense in the context of the course. You can also do this um, for each module of the course if you find that some modules don't work as well, work well 
work well with others, then you may want to split the, those into separate courses. Now that you know the modules and the goals of the course, you have and you have and you have order. You are ready to move forward and begin creating. Keep this organized by making lists. You can easily update about the content needed for each section review as you go. Selling a course uh, is an attainable goal for you. If you have the knowledge to share, you can make a profitable course. However, you will need to spend the time to make it great. Ensure that you keep in mind the needs of your audience when creating your, your course or your content. I'm just going to pause here for a second. I know I promised that there is a video. I'm just going to give you an outline of what's going to be included in the video. If you head over to showwithsuccessandscramble.com forward slash EP258, it's really hard for me to um, tell you all the different prompts and the process of um, getting to the point of using something like ChatGPT to um, get the results that you want um, for in terms of selling your online course. So you need to head over to the show notes. There's a video there. It I, I gave you an overview in the video of what's included. Um, and then you'll need then to, at some point, you may need to download the prompts. So I'll leave a link where you can, where you can do that as well. Um, because it makes it easier when you can just copy and paste the prompts and just, you know, replace the bits uh, in there. Um, so yeah, if it is you want access to that video, head over to show notes, success and scramble.com forward slash EP, that's Echo Papa, um, Echo Papa 258. Okay, so create quality content, compile it in an organized way that appeal to students. Think about your ideal student and what they will need and, and find interesting. Create a quality online course that benefits your students and that you can sell successfully. With your ideal uh, students still in mind, you can create an effective marketing campaign to sell your online. Utilize different ways of making marketing, including email lists, social media. Selling your course can be overwhelming. So if you need help with the process, you can schedule a call with me again. I've left the link in the show notes. Head over to successandscramble.com forward slash EP258 um, and you will see a link there. You can schedule a call with me so we can discuss that further. Um, and we can make your course idea, your course idea into a successful um, course with great referrals and um, happy students. This episode of the Success Unscrambled podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be the first to learn how to exponentially grow your coaching business with more tips and tricks in tech, marketing, and systems. That way you can become more profitable, allowing you to hire a supportive team. Remember to leave a five-star rating with valuable feedback so that we can continue to bring you content that gives you results. See you on the next episode.